Hi guys, my name is Nikita Madundi. And my name is Neha Rao. Welcome to our first podcast episode. Today we'll be sharing about our experiences growing up as brown kids in America. And uh, yeah, we're super excited to talk about ourselves. So let's just uh, get into it. Um, so yeah, basically growing up Indian American has like so many different aspects when you know you kind of reflect on your experience as an Indian American and it definitely like starts off super super young like when you first go to school I think is when it really there's sort of um, differences that you see as you know growing up in an Indian household and then going into a very whitewashed and American culture when you go to like preschool or, or elementary school there's big differences that you see for sure and also um I feel like now that we're older and we finally figured out kind of like our identity you know because like when you grow up as a brown person in such a like white town it's really hard to like find your place like where you belong because either you're not white enough to be considered part of the white kids but also you're not brown enough to be like one of the brown kids you know so it's like super hard to like figure it out but it comes with age definitely but I would say like you said before um looking back on it I think with school was when we saw the most like obvious cultural differences and it was kind of kind of tough yeah no I agree and just like just for some context we both Nita and I grew up in suburban Massachusetts, um, <laughs> in a really wealthy town that was like 80 to 86 percent white. I think is the statistic, um, at least when I last looked at it. Um, and there were a lot of Indians. There were a lot of Indians in our town. Um, not, not compared to the amount of white people, but definitely to other minorities. But even them, even then, like what what Nita was just like both of us didn't really fit in <laughs> with the brown community <laughs> where we were from um, because like she said like we weren't brown enough for them but then we also had a lot of cultural differences from the white people that were in our town so like navigating that especially as like a young kid obviously you know you want to you want to fit in as like a seven-year-old um, so I at least in my case I know I definitely conformed more to like my American identity and like kind of conforming to that white culture or or, I don't know I don't know if white people have culture but like the (laughs) the white side of our town for sure oh yeah for sure like dude even the way that we used to like dress in school because like do you remember that one year um in middle school my mom literally dressed me up for picture day in like a traditional Indian clothing and looking back (laughs) looking back on those pictures now I'm like oh my god (laughs) But honestly, I'm really glad that she kind of did that because, wow, I like, I just, there's a new appreciation for it now. But yeah, definitely like the way we dressed in school. Um, Also, like our holidays were celebrated. Like we would get like so much break for Christmas, obviously, as you do in America. And then even some Jewish holidays, never, like Diwali once in middle school, I think, there was a f- there was a lot of Indians who went to our middle school, so I think the Indian moms kind of created a cult. But it was so weird because it was just like during lunch, and they had like two Indian desserts, and everybody came up to like sample them. But all the white people were saying, "Oh, that's gross." Uh, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> 
But how do yeah, you have I a gulab jamun? <laughs> no, exactly. I was like, it's literally just fried dough. Like, it it's, the, it's nearly the same thing, so, but a little more flavor. Um, but yeah, I would remember, because in the cafeteria, like in our middle school, there are these long tables. There's, there was a good amount of them, but like, right. you know how, like, your old friend group is like, you know exactly where each other sits, like depending on your friend group. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like Samia and I, <laughs> in our friend group during that time, it was oh like me and her, and then like a couple of white with like white girls. And we'd like go up and we would be so excited. We're like, oh my God, like, look at it, it's this person's mom. And they're talking about the volume. We were excited because we were like, oh my God, like they are talking about something that's prevalent in our lives and then they'd bring in all these like snacks and stuff that we liked because like gulab jams personally my favorite thing in the entire world but could not say the same to little um let's call it mary sitting <laughs> next to me uh we were friends obviously we were all friends same friend group but like me and samia would be like oh yum pop a gulab jam in her mouth enjoy our day but then whenever we're like guys you should try some they were always like um no it's like spicy <laughs> like, it's literally a ball of sweet dough a ball of sweet dough no. but go off mary oh my god my favorite was i went to india for, in fifth grade to you know visit some family like my my brother had a ceremony that he had to have done um but I came back, and I was trying to be nice, you know, I brought some Indian sweets. I forgot which ones they were. It had, like, dried raspberries, and it was really good. One of my favorite um, sweets, although I can't remember the name of it, so. Uh, <laughs> um, but I brought a box for our fifth grade class, and I gave one to Samita, and I was like, oh, you know, so tasty. She's like, yeah, girl, like, love it. I gave one to, like, three of my white friends, and... They, one of my friends took a bite and was like, oh, this is so tasty. And then I turn around to give an, like the sweet to somebody else and she walks over to the trash can. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah, I guess like uh, when we're kids, it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> but like, if, if anyone did that to me now, I would be absolutely so angry. so angry. I'd be so mad. Well, I guess I, like, You know what I think it is, though? What? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I think us as Indian Americans, me and you, we just have mature palates from a young age. Oh, we have to. That's what I'm going to say. Right. It just makes the most sense. Of course. They're still seasoning their food with, like, ketchup, and they're like, ah, spicy. Ah. Oh, my God. Remember when Mary used to think that ketchup was spicy or, like, the pepper on chicken tenders was spicy? Oh my god, Some, my friend is like, I got buffalo wings at a place, and then my other friend, who's white, got like plain dry wings. And just, all you had to do was dip it in ketchup, and she was like, they're too spicy for me. And I was like, girl, how am I, how am I dealing with this? Oh, by the way, this is in no shape or form, like bashing any of our friends, including oh, Mary. No, we like this isn't like <laughs> this isn't like oh like like shit on white people. It's not. It's just like funny stories that are that we've just experienced. They're like funny now. They're not even anything yeah, yeah. that offends us then or anything. It's just like funny to share. And I bet like a lot of these stories are are like it doesn't happen to everybody. 
Right. You know, like this is it was just like a different experience, I guess, and that's just what we're talking about. Yeah, I also think like these stories are like not really shared as much um, in you know brown communities, especially in America, because our we have such a lack of representation just on every like on every certain like every level of American culture besides like the IT industry where we're like overrepresented. But um, that's mm-hmm. that's the point. I just think, like, you know, of course, this is in no way, shape, or form, like, kind of offend white people or anything, but, like, I think it's an important narrative that we have to keep in mind when talking about race and identity and culture in general, because me and Mahita dealt with this for the past, like, 20 years of our life, and we always, I feel like, have had these conversations where we're just kind of piggybacking off of each other with the same stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, it's so, yeah, it would be nice sure. to kind of make sure people feel relatable to us that are brown kids yeah and it's not even like nobody's asking people to like oh just like eat a glob drum like randomly on a tuesday (laughs) like it's not like that it's just saying like just be i guess more conscious being more conscious of you know who you're friends with who you go to school with just the people around you can benefit so much in like whether it's in your community or like in your family or just like if you're reading an article about something you've never read about you know right right, right. i agree yeah um going back to school actually i have another funny story um so as you were saying uh yeah indians i would say a very vast palette that also comes with lots of home cooking like Mm -hmm. just so many delicious meals that my mom and his mom like all the brown kids we all like a good dosa we all like a good palav we all like course. and um my mom and this was keep in mind like 10 years ago so um my mom used to give me like sambar and rice from the thermos um when yeah, when I was like in first, second, and third, I think kind of fourth grade too. But then I remember this one time, um, I don't know how the kids around me weren't already used to me like <laughs> eating this kind of food. I thought it was good. Like I I had no problem with it. But then I just remember this one time someone like said something about like, oh, it like smells weird or something. And I was just so self-conscious about what I was eating. Then I literally asked my mom, like, can you not give me that anymore? Like, can you just make me, like, egg, cheese, and put it on a piece of bread, a breakfast sandwich? And that's what I took to school for, like, every single day. And honestly, like, hearing me say this now and, like, just realizing it makes me feel so bad. Because it's like my mom made that for me. And I was like, oh, I don't want this. Because a bunch of kids think it smells weird. Like, how? Like, that just... Oh wow! No, no, 100%. Also, like I'm, I'm the second child. I have an older brother, so for me, what I thought of, I thought of myself as lucky back then. Even though now thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't have that mindset. But my brother went through a lot of the stuff that Mahita went through because Mahita's the the oldest child. Um, so like that whole oh don't pack me Indian leftovers for lunch like I never had to go through it as much because my mom already knew that I thought if she packed me food like that like I would get weird stares and she never wanted to make me uncomfortable or embarrassed so like 
I've only experienced that a few times, but like my brother had to go through the brunt of, of you know, that cultural embarrassment. I know it made my mom sad because her cooking is so good. Like both our parents are such good cooks. Like Indians are just good at cooking, mm-hmm. bro. Like, I don't know what to say. It's so, and it's so much hard. <laughs> it takes like hours. It takes hours to make. Yeah. It's not like you boil yeah. pasta. Like I'm not hating on pasta. Listen, I love pasta. But let me tell you, a good like kura, she takes she takes some time. Yeah, for sure. It's just the love and just skill that goes into making it. Like it takes time. Yeah. And I just I just feel bad that my mom had to go through that. Cause I swear, if my kids come up to me and they're like, "Mom, I'm not taking this." to school or I'm not eating that because I think it's gross uh-uh sorry not happening no I'm gonna slap that shit in my lunchbox and send them on their <laughs> way <laughs> exactly like sorry uh-uh but my mom was my mom was just super nice like she she got it like she was like yeah don't yeah. worry and then I had that same boring breakfast sandwich for lunch freaking every day for like three years right. <laughs> oh god it was so bad and I think like bringing up the fact that you're both of our moms were like so okay like they they just kind of took that um that shame that we had coming into school being indian they took it so well because i I think this brings up a good point of like the the generation the generational difference between us and our parents because like i know like first gen immigrants like they come here and they think like oh if I get a job and I have a good, uh, you know, a good life, I can provide for my family, that I've made it. And I'll take, like, I'll take that tax, that, you know, that that cultural racism tax as my, as my sacrifice. But for me and you, like, we grew up here. Like, this is our home. Like, we have yeah. that audacity to ask for, like, no, I deserve the same amount of equality as my white counterparts. And I think, like, yeah, that's sure. something that my parents are still struggling with to, to kind of accept but like over the years it's like both of us get more involved in issues like this like they're starting to see it too so mm-hmm. yeah that actually brings up a point um when I told my parents that I started dating this person and this is I've never like told them about any person that I've dated right. or any of these things like anything to them before this is the first thing that they said to me they're like you know you don't have to like do things that you don't want to fit in and I was like wow <laughs> I to me yeah. here it's always like growing up here I'm like oh that's just like what happens and like if you like someone yeah. that person likes you back you start dating it's such a normal thing but in their perspective it's just so like you, you like you don't have to do all these things to fit in kind of thing and not like I don't know it's just it's weird like because they they they've said that to me multiple times like they've always been like you don't you don't need to do this if you like if you don't want to like don't think you need to dress this way or like buy that crop top if if you don't need to fit in like it's okay to just like what you like and be yourself but to us it's just like it's what we see around us and we're like oh look these girls are doing it like this and they're getting the attention and all this and like you want to be them you want to be them but in the in it took us this long to realize that like it's it's okay (laughs) to not feel like you need to do everything that the people around you are doing yeah and like 
I, I had like uh, both both of us had a lot of white friends growing mm-hmm. up. Like Mahina, Mahina was has been my best friend. Well, I don't know what fourth grade since yeah. we were like ten years old. So our friendship has lasted ten years. But I know other Indians. I just don't get along with them. And like with Mahina, yeah. it works so easily because we have similar mindsets. Where both of us were like high key whitewashed, <laughs> but but we still you know we we both grew together in a way that was like by the time we were the end of our high school years and honestly until very recently when we went to college were we more proud and like accepting of our own culture and that like a lot of it was influenced by our parents who like you know both of our parents were really they weren't like tiger parents um which i think a lot of people have this weird perception of you know asian parents being tiger parents which is true that like that does exist but it's not like always the case like our parents do love us crazily enough and i think yeah. you know they want the best for us so like nothing was really forced down our throats in terms of like culture or religion or whatever and then i think it like gave us more room and like more room for growth in terms of like being okay with where we come from and kind of proud of it yeah because i feel like when um kids are forced to be a certain way especially because of influences like their parents it becomes like rebellion like rebellion as in you finally get the chance to freedom so like you just start acting out like you don't know how to act if you're in like a certain place like this and that but because we had that choice to be able to do whatever we wanted and also like be, like get good grades in school and and just be nice to people is all my parents told me and by doing that i i feel like i was able to find myself and what i liked later on instead of being forced into doing one thing that i didn't like you know absolutely i cannot agree with you more on this point just for reference <laughs> there was th- this happened a lot with like the indian girls in our town in the in the black community in our town um i'll i'll give an example let's let's call her the subalakshmi <laughs> nice, oh god nice south indian name um she was you know she, her parents were very tiger parent esque um you know very religious very very uh like the that kind of stereotypical desi person which isn't a bad thing at all but it was again that whole idea of like forcing everything onto the children and subalakshmi was the first born <laughs> um she was smart whatever um but she was mean and she like you know said went into this like rebellious phase where she would be meeting another let's give another example to this boy raj in the back of a toyota corolla and making these poor decisions about you know where her life was going to go and now she has turned into this person who i know doesn't like respect her culture and like is mean to other brown kids who you know want to be able to accept their own culture so i think like it can have very negative effects to force it on your children so. oh for sure yeah no definitely and it's also like especially when you're so um closeted in that way when you say like for example you talked about like you know college stuff like going on to college and being on your own for the first time like i feel like that part of your life 
is so like showing and telling of what how you were yeah, raised you know because like kids who are so sheltered like that never <laughs> are like okay in school like they always like they drink too much they're partying like they don't care about school as much mm-hmm. and it's like they're all nice kids mm-hmm. and they're situations their home life is like it's all on them but i know that when you're so sheltered and then all of a sudden you're like exposed a bird out of the nest for the first time you're just like no idea what to do and then you start doing all these things that you think is what you're supposed to be doing and you end up losing yourself by doing that you just become this person that you don't know and quite honestly most people don't like like I feel like it adds to like these identity crises that we see for people who look like us. Whereas, like I, I feel like mm-hmm. both of us have, you know, a privilege of having parents who who never tried to like, you know, fully shelter us. Of course, every child is sheltered, but like, you know, not to the extent that I know a lot of other brown kids have. Um, but I think like as they mm-hmm. grow older, it takes them so much longer to just be okay with their cultural identity. And for us, yeah. even though I think it's yeah. late, I know in the grand scheme of things, we figured it out early. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad to say, because we're like, no, we're literally. years old. Um, but yeah, for sure. I guess you could, yeah, you could definitely say that it was a lot earlier than most people do, which is kind of sad. And it's also like, the at least yeah. now we're, wait, 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 go ahead. No, go oh. ahead. okay well at least like now that we know we can like make better decisions about what we want to do without it affecting like our place and where we are in our identity you know like there is no fitting in anymore we just do what we want now and also i think like it also is because of the lack of representation and i mentioned this before but i i think it's just so important the fact that I can count how many South Asians represent, how many people who are South Asian are in like the Hollywood industry or in, you know, who are artists or pop artists or whatever, it's like so depressing. Hasan Minaj just became like mm-hmm. popular through Homecoming King and Patriot Act. And even then, like, he's revered mainly South Asian people and he's just going into like the white world of media. And it's so sad because our perspective is so much more different (laughs) than every like so many other Mm -hmm. minorities because we come from the east and i think asian americans in general have a very unique perspective because i mean like when do you hear about the eastern world never because westernization is like so dominant here but anyway (laughs) yeah yeah no honestly um i'll actually share this story but Samia and I used to sit at this table during, um, was oh it my eighth God. grade history? Oh my God. <laughs> it was you, me, and two other of our closest friends yeah. who are actually also brown. And then one, um, one white boy as well. But yeah, we were... Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, that table, like, we were... Sumi and I were very lucky um, to say in our middle school, high school, we've yeah. always had friends. Like, we've always had a good friend group, and it's never like, 
oh look the mom kid got bullied or he doesn't have any friends no Samia and I were like locked like our, our friend group yeah. every time we, we hung out um, we created yeah, lots of fun group. like we yeah. never fought we, like, we did all the work let's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah we were very lucky to have like a good solid friend group and a support system like throughout our school years so I actually didn't yeah, yeah. hate like school um but going back to the history class it was our friends in that class and it was part of our close friend group and we honestly had so much fun at that table because we were just so happy with like the people around us and we just felt comfortable and all that um we were doing I don't know if we were introducing a new topic or what but we remember going to that class sitting down and we were with our history teacher and we were flipping through the textbook and I think we had just finished learning about China or we were about to start learning about China because we used to do the Japan pagoda, this like pagoda, <laughs> pagoda. Japan, Japan. oh was it did we skip did we also skip over we, China we ta- no we, so we, talked about, sworn, like, I, we talked about like a few of the beginning dynasties but like the pagoda project was Japan Japan okay um my bad it was Japan everyone um but we used to build these pagodas out of like popsicle sticks <laughs> and all this stuff it was a project it was a thing that we did every year yeah uh, honestly and I think either before that or after that we were flipping through that textbook and we noticed that our teacher during that time had just completely skipped over the chapter about India and we were like um why did you do that because <laughs> we were just like physically seeing your history teacher like go from one page seeing the chapter about india and then skipping over that we were just so confused because we were like we're learning about like asia in general so why are we like skipping over our country <laughs> ma'am um no because he, he was a male um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so I think this is a story that we everyone and I tell like at we tell this often yeah we, we, we tell this often um, but it was just so weird so like going back to what Samia was saying about like representation and stuff we don't even get to like learn it in school but like just seeing the fact that, like oh you just skipped over it um, is, is crazy but that's exactly what she means by like we don't get any representation yeah. nobody knows anything uh, literally no <laughs> nobody knows oh anything god, oh god if you had to bring this up oh we have so much to say on the history curriculum oh <laughs> uh, we we talk about this i think every oh, single time sure. that we see each other um because it's just so relevant I'll, i bring it up i brought it up the other day in my class on global governance because we were talking about you know do we teach about decolonization or is colonization more important i'm like mm, mm, actually you would want to know the whole story wouldn't you sir um i just think the amount of neurocentrism in the u.s public education system not even just in history classes but just generally i mean we learned about all the abrahamic religions we learned about christianity we learned about judaism we learned about um Islam and like granted Christianity was definitely favored among those three but like at least we know the five pillars of Islam people don't even somebody asked me this woman asked me outside of a gas station first of all she goes it was a sun it was a Sunday right my dad my mom (laughs) and I were all hanging out 
we were going for a little drive somewhere um and we went to go pump the gas and my dad and i got out because like it was cold and he wanted me to like get something from the like station or whatever he didn't want to walk in this woman comes up to us and she goes oh what a beautiful day and i was like oh she seems nice like i'll interact with her why not this is pre-covid by the way um and i was like yeah it is a beautiful day like how how are you blah 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 and you know having like a nice chat and she goes yeah beautiful day to go to church i was like oh okay (laughs) she goes she goes where are y'all coming from like are you coming from church um and i was like oh no 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 my dad my dad comes in now he busts in he's like no no no, i want to come from church and he she goes oh why not and my dad goes because we're not christian and um the woman goes oh so then what are you and my dad goes we're hindus and she goes i thought that was a branch of christianity and i was like sit this is embarrassing for you this is embarrassing no for you. way like and i don't completely blame individuals like that because it's like a system of eurocentrism and favoring certain religions slash cultures but i'm like the ignorance literally the ignorance to come up to us on a random gas station in our hometown on a sunday at like 11 a.m asking us if we like went to church and when we say no you get like frustrated with us and like demean our own religion so rude so rude anywho that is crazy that actually okay you know how i was telling you about how um in english class like in my my english class literally like two days ago i was talking um about how because the whole topic of the conversation was like discourse and your primary and secondary discourse which basically just means like your primary discourse is the one that um, you use when you are in your most comfortable and relaxed like place. So in our example, um, like in relation to us, like our primary discourse at home right. is talking our native language and just like the way we talk. And then our secondary discourse is when we leave our place of comfort and you're in a different place. So like. Uh, whether it's school or work so our secondary discourse in that case is um, English so this is what the whole topic of the conversation was about and I was telling my teacher I was like um, when I was younger in school I used to say like words a little bit weird or I had like a tiny tiny accent but like you really couldn't tell um but it's just like some words I can't say. So when I was in sixth grade, one, I never raised my hand, by the way. I always <laughs> am the person who just like, I know I'll know the answer right. and I'll like never raise that. my hand. Yeah. Like I'd whisper the answer like, to Mia. Raise your hand. She'd be like, I know. can you just raise your hand? <laughs> she'd be like, raise your hand and tell her the answer. And I'm like, no. I'm okay. I'm fine here. Oh, <laughs> I'm just fine okay, being okay. the big brains in the corner. I'm okay. <laughs> but um <laughs> but this one time I remember we were learning about astronomy and something happened and I raised my hand and the answer was subtract okay and I said subtract because that is how my parents say it and that is how I grew up saying it so like I always said subtract and then everybody including the teacher started laughing at me in front of the entire class 
and I was like telling this story to my college professor now like in my class and she then continued she's a very nice woman by the way I, I love her a lot um, she's yeah. smart she just is terrible with technology <laughs> um and then so she took this like so the point of me telling that story was saying like my primary discourse when I'm at home is like a slight accent when I talk to my parents and it's also like I say words differently and I don't have to think as hard to like oh what is the word for this or like am I saying this right because you know I'm in my comfort place and she was talking about how like Oh, she asked me, um, oh, doesn't it in India, like, isn't it um, considered you're uneducated if you don't know English? And I was like, okay, but you could say that about, like, anywhere you are in the world. Because English Western is Europe. the, like... Uh, yeah, it's their national language. Isn't India's first? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, it's exactly. So, like, that's what... So, yeah. she, she told me that. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. And then so I was like, but that doesn't yeah. mean that people don't speak like their whatever. In this case, primary discourse when um, yeah. di- like the region that they're in. So I was giving her the example of like if you're going shopping and you go in- into a vendor, like you'll hear them like talk in their language, right, but they'll also right. be like, yes, ma'am. Like, right. can I help you, ma'am? Like, it'll also be in English. So it's not like you have right. to either speak English or you're stupid and un- uneducated or like you can speak in your consider it's it's not like that you could right. say that about like anywhere in the world and then Girl. she was like oh so it's like american english and then i was like actually it's not um, yeah because i you know the whole british thing and then i gave her the specific example mm-hmm. like my dad spelled right. the word color like with a u same a with the u. word um favorite like he spells it with a u so it's i'm like, like that isn't the like that is like the, the English way yeah. of saying it, not like American English of spelling things. Yeah, but the British like English, and so that's what I was saying. And she and everyone was just like, "Aw!" Like the whole part, like me, me being in oh. sixth grade, they're like, "Aw!" And I'm like, "Guys, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, it's oh, so much more than aw." <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, that was not the point of the conversation. But yeah, that's what, like, the whole, like, me having to explain to my English professor about why my dad spells color with a U, like, it shouldn't be a thing. Like, people should already know that the British, um, colonized India. I'm gonna go on a slight tangent here because you brought it up. So, I think it's fucking hilarious when people are like, oh, do you speak Indian? Because first of all, <laughs> first of all, not only is that not a language, <laughs> we we we've been knew that. Like now, if you're like woke, you don't have to ask that. Not only is it not a language, but let's let's take a let's zoom in to India, you know, one more time rather than the global scale. Just a little bit of background: before India was unified, right? It was um, it was just a bunch of small kingdoms. Like each state was basically their own kingdom. And what is that kingdom look like obviously if you if you're your own specific um point of like a civilization like civilizations within a bigger civilization you're gonna have your own culture you're gonna have your own food you're gonna have your own language you're gonna have your own clothes 
each state in India has a different language, has different clothes, has different food, has different everything. It's it's like hundreds of cultures within one country itself. The amount of richness and diversity within India itself astonishes me. And I honestly didn't even realize it until very recently. So when you ask like, "Oh, do you speak Indian?" No, I don't because she doesn't exist. But no, I also don't speak Hindi. I speak Telugu. <laughs> like both of us speak Telugu. But India recognizes 29 mm-hmm. different languages. English may be its national language, but it recognizes 29 different Indian specific languages. And that's not even that's not even account the thousands of dialects that that come as branches off of those 29 languages. Like me and mm-hmm. me and Mahida speak different dialects of Telugu because we come from different parts of the same state. That like that is just yep. the smallest and most simple example I can give within a larger scope of how diverse um India is. And I think that is something that no one that I know like no white person or not even even some Indians don't recognize like just how how much how much there is there. You know what I mean? And like language is another really interesting mm-hmm. subject because my parents wanted me to learn Telugu and I can completely understand it and I cannot fully fluently speak it which is so depressing to me I'm trying to work on it guys I am trying to get better but like it's my own internalized racism where I like say Indian words like even I'm calling you Mahita right now Your name is Mahita. Your name is Mahita. My name is Samiha. Like yeah. that's so embarrassing for yeah. us, you know? So embarrassing. Like <laughs> and, really so and like you were saying like your parents would say someone is different. Yeah. Like, I I would roast the hell out of my parents. It would, again, my own whitewashed self, honestly. My parents, <laughs> my mom would say um aluminum because that's how British that how the British say it. And I'd be like, "Mom, it's aluminum." <laughs> and like, yeah, oh or God. like, or like, onion. I'm Subway well, ordering and they're Subway like, "Onion," because they were owned by Indians, so they would speak in Hindi with the guys. But like, literally any other restaurant, oh, true, true. it would be like, "It's." I don't know. My my dad says salmon, and I my we used to rip him apart. <laughs> yeah, or oh <laughs> or um yeah. capsicum oh instead or, um, of like bell pepper uh, uh aubergine people like don't even know what that is girl what <laughs> that's the british one what mm-hmm. it's one guy for uh, me <laughs> i have not i know eggplant <laughs> yeah it, it's the no, one guy yeah. for me but yeah for sure that's so that's just like, one of a many, couple you know? of examples of our um mm-hmm. yeah So, I don't know. Um aside from like oh the whole culture thing, I think also religion. Oh my god. This like is a whole thing episode, about that one like, I love to like about it. Girl. Yeah. Oh. Um what was it? Oh, whenever okay, ever since like Snapchat became a thing, uh what was probably, it? Like, probably probably 7th grade. I grade like, started using like, Snapchat like, memories. Oh, like not memories weren't a thing, but like I think I joined like 2014 or something or 2015. I don't know when that was. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, it was like really it was like yeah, it was a while ago. Um but so whenever like we'd like Snapchat and we'd just come back 
okay first of all i don't know why i'm, I'm always so embarrassed to be like oh like we're going to the temple know, yeah. like people say i'm going to the church all the time and no one like thinks of anything but i don't know why to me it seems like it's like kind of embarrassing to be like oh i'm going to temple like people are like what the fuck and i'm like no i am it's like you going to church anyways whenever i'd go to the temple Cindy. you know how we have to put the what is oh yeah tikka. like what is that called though like the powder stuff but like oh the t- it's called the tikka in yeah, yeah 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 well. so with that made any difference yeah yeah so we'd always like that like it's the like your ash blessing you, like you're blessed yeah when you leave the temple that's it yeah yeah and so i literally always oh. wipe off that <laughs> whenever i like open up my snapchat and i take i'm like immediately yep. the second i don't need to have it on my face or leave my family like i just take it off my face no like, what is that like why do i feel I like i have to do that <laughs> No, literally, so do I. And I'm like, I should like the minute we step out of that temple, my sister yep. and I like will like 100%. pretend like it like rubbed off in our hair or something. But like, no, it's we literally just rubbed it off when like nobody yeah. saw. And it's because like I don't want people to be like, it was that. Well, you did, my. Well, what are you doing? I don't know what else to tell you, Mary. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's uh, that's how our religious stuff goes. No, Nobody yeah. really talks. We like we don't really talk. We about we're it. like I in a like Hinduism religion like anywhere episode. <laughs> so stay tuned for that because boy, do I have so much to say. Yeah, for so sure. Much to say. Um, but yeah, no, I think like <laughs> overall, we I think we had to go through that sort of whitewashed. I'm embarrassed of being Indian in an Amer- in an American world. Um, to be able to get to the point where we can make a podcast mm-hmm. like this and talk about things like this, because now, now we recognize it, you know. Now we're like all those microaggressions yeah. were for something and for us to learn that you know, people are gonna be mean. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, like going off of that, we have like yeah, <laughs> I it's not as dramatic as it sounds, but like our different stages of acceptance or whatever like when we we're younger we were embarrassed of the food that we ate or like oh do I smell like this or do I smell like like pakoras yeah. like you know like we were just so embarrassed like trying to fit in we were shy like we never talked about like going to the temple we never talked about like oh yeah. this puja yeah. say like we unless it was between Samia and I like most people didn't know unless they asked us to hang out and then we yeah. were like no like we have to go to a puja and then like no people would be like okay whatever but we never talked about any of that stuff and then as we started growing older it started becoming more apparent like how like our system is just like our school system especially is lacking of like just okay. learning about anything outside Colonization. of Europe and um, yeah, yeah, the United yeah. States, yeah, basically. And um, going off of like recognizing um, this like difference between us and like other people, like we were then able to be like, <laughs> you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I like. Do what's gonna make my family happy and proud. Yeah. And, then and just, like. Like just like literally who cares? Just to give you another sense of the microaggressions that continue to occur when we were younger. 
um like like i said before me and tina went to a charter school for our um elementary to middle school so that means like we did <laughs> have a lot of people we have we graduated with 50 people when we were in eighth grade obviously we when we moved to high school we have like a class of 430 or something like that which was a big difference but even in like yeah. in high school and in our in our charter like middle and elementary school there were designated buses called the curry buses because there's so many indians who who drove on that bus or who rode in that bus and because like indians cook with very aromatic spices that are very tasty and are real flavored not salt mary um poor mary i'm not trying to shit on her but she's just so easy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so like she just, oh, um, um that like that itself it just shows like cultural <laughs> racism. Of course, you know, there's a whole idea of model minority myth and like none of this is like to say that oh Indian Americans have it the worst or whatever. Like obviously we benefit so much um as Asian Americans, but like there's so much cultural racism and we haven't even talked about appropriation yet. I don't even think we could fit it into this podcast but don't worry that will come i have once again so much to say no, about it um <laughs> but no i think it's it, it's just interesting to like when i look back on it there was always there was always some sort of like side eye look like even going to the grocery store in a salwar kameez or like a hat sari or patlanga and like obviously in in august there's so many religious holidays like no one knows what good nesh chaturthi is like <laughs> nobody knows what undravu are like the rice balls mm. so it's just like yeah. yum they're so yum they're so yum yummy yeah your grandma i mean i don't them. like you them but i know she likes them so um <laughs> kind of embarrassing for you it's just it's just rice so i don't yeah, understand what it is but anyway not the point of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, so if we were to give like our advice being 20-year-olds who have grown up in um where we have, I think it's don't let the people around you tell you about your own culture or how you're allowed to feel about like anything that has to do with your race. Like trust what your parents are telling you and respect the culture and everything that they're trying to do for you and keep you connected to where you're from and hopefully you can find it in yourself to just get over what people think about you to just be like this is who I am and this is who I'm okay yeah. being and I mean like anything to change that. every person of color I think will go through points in their life where they're like damn I wish I were white you know and no matter where you are to be honest like it doesn't matter just because mm-hmm. of the like globalization has has made eurocentrism and and that white like european mindset to be so dominant even in like india like they're promoting fair and lovely which is like a skin bleaching cream for dark skinned indians who yeah. you know cuz fair skin is more attractive uh shut up like what <laughs> it's just because the british colonized y'all that you think <laughs> like that and it's just frustrating because that's never going to go away at least not for the next few centuries i think at least um so it's okay to like 
it's yeah it's you're gonna go through it and it's okay to be frustrated by it but as long as you're learning more and more every day that you are so much more worth than the color of your skin you like being indian and i can only speak to like being indian obviously because that's what i am but like being indian comes with so much cultural richness and the sooner you tap into it the more you know grounded you're going to be and like the more you know rounded you're going to be because it's so cool it's so cool and now i like we were supposed to go to india like do a little tour of india this winter my family and i but obviously because of covid you can't do that also india has been really bad for covid lol um but like now i can appreciate it when i go there you know so yeah Okay, so I guess that's where we're going to wrap up for today. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to our first episode. And if you There'll like more, it, we'll come back. There'll be more. Um, not much, I think. Mary, you have anything to add? I'm just going to say, like, we're going to cover some really interesting topics, not just about being Indian. Although, one thing that I do want to note is we are going to bring it up in every podcast because I think race has to do with everything uh <laughs> and like my indie i think our indian identity mm-hmm. also <laughs> gives us different perspectives than a lot of people that i know yeah no for sure so i'm excited to see for sure. thanks for listening mm-hmm. bye